Welcome to the Edge Podcast, brought to you by MGR, with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here with the Edge Podcast. Today is going to be a crypto episode, a cryptocurrency show. So if you're not into cryptocurrency and you're more of our marketing people, then you know you can skip today. Or if you're into crypto too and marketing, then be sure to take a listen. We post podcasts every day, Monday through Friday, so be sure to subscribe if you're not already. We're on pretty much every major podcast network. So today we're going to talk about being wise when it comes to crypto and having wisdom uh, in investing. Having wisdom when it comes to investing in anything is crucial, but especially when it comes to crypto because of the ridiculous price fluctuations that happen so frequently. And wisdom is not easy to come by in a space that's filled with many inexperienced and greedy traders and investors. There are many people trying to get rich quick, trying to get these massive gains in just a matter of weeks. It's possible. Don't get me wrong. It's possible. But it's not a reality. Uh, If you get those gains, it's more likely that you're getting lucky than actually having skill. Trying to get massive gains in a week is just not a, you know, getting a 100x return in one week is just not a sound investing strategy because there's no real way to do that. But for people like us who realize that if you're patient and if you're wise, then you can profit massively off of those inexperienced and foolish investors that are plaguing crypto at the moment. And today we're going to talk about exactly how you can do that. You ain't got no money, I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, so let's get into it. First, as always, quick legal disclaimer. This is not financial advice, and these are purely my own opinions. Please do your own research before investing, and especially do not invest money you cannot afford to lose. So I'm going to give you very strategic advice and principles that I have when I'm investing. And these aren't just mine either. These are principles that I've learned over the years from investing myself and studying other great investors. So this is kind of what I've learned uh, from other great investors and what I've learned myself with my own experience. And so I'm giving that to you. But of course, this is just my opinion. So make sure you do your own research and learn, you know, kind of create your own principles when it comes to investing. But let's get into what mine are. So first, what I need you to do, if you haven't done this already, is look at your own finances and basically decide how much money you are totally okay with losing. Obviously, the goal is to make a lot and not to lose, but you always have to be ready for these major losses. So you have to find a number that you're comfortable with, right? For some people, it might be $100,000 if if you have a lot of money. For other people, it might be 500 bucks. That's up to you. You know, you've got to find that number. And once you find that number, take 20% of that, one-fifth, and leave it on the side. Do not invest it because that is going to be your, what I call, in case of dip money, okay? It's like uh, in the movies when they have, or like when you have the fire extinguishers, and it's like, in case of fire, break this. Well, in case of uh, panic, break the glass and have that 20% of money stashed there because when there are random price drops like we had last week, which we're kind of still recovering now, that's when you can make really, really good returns. You can increase your overall returns because you're getting to buy 
the currencies that you're already invested in at a discount. If you listen to my podcast from last week, uh, where I was talking about the dip, you know that I bought things like Ethereum when it dropped to $800 and other coins as well. And Ethereum is already back over $1,000, at least at the time that I'm recording this. So even though today is a bad down day in the crypto world where it's kind of gone down a bit, I'm still up over 20% from just a week ago when I bought the dip. That's why it's important to have money on the side. So now it's time for the uh, more important part, I guess you could say. Where to put the 80% of your money, not the 20%, and essentially what coins to buy into. And so I recommend, my opinion, is that you should find four to five coins, four or five, that you really like. And the reason I say four or five instead of just one or two or you know, buying 10, 15, 20, like a lot of people, is because I think four to five is the sweet spot for getting the highest possible returns with minimal risk. If you just put all your money into one or two, then you can be right, and you can make a very good amount of money. But you could have also picked the wrong coins, and even though the whole market is up, and a bunch of other cryptocurrencies took off, if your two coins that you chose aren't, then you're kind of screwed and you're not going to make the returns. But if you pick 10 or 20, then the odds are that some of them will go up, but you have a very high chance that a lot of those coins will go down because the odds of you picking 20 coins and every single one going up is extremely, extremely low. And because you're so spread thin, you can't invest as much in each. So if you invest, I mean, even if you're getting massive returns on some of them, A small number multiplied by a large number is still a relatively small number. That's what uh, Peter Thiel likes to say. Um, Peter Thiel being a billionaire uh, Silicon Valley investor. But it's true. I mean, if if you have, uh, I don't want to say your money for you, but say you put in $1,000. Well, if you're buying 20 coins, you can only afford to put $50 in each, right? But if you're buying five, then you can put $200 in each. So you have the potential to get much higher returns. So yes, you're less diversified, so you have more risk of some of your coins going down. But at the end of the day, you have to weigh the risk with the benefit. And having 20 coins or 10 coins is just not practical. That's why I think owning four or five that you really like, and not to mention buying 20 coins, it takes a lot of research and time to decide which coins to buy. And I'll get into that in a second. So having to research 20 coins takes a lot of your time and having to monitor them all day, but having four or five takes a lot less time. So now you have to decide, okay, which four or five do I want to invest in? How do you go about deciding which coins are good and which are bad? Well, I have a little checklist and I'm going to have a whole episode in the future going through exactly what I look for when inv- when I decide if a coin is worth investing in or not, but a couple of the check marks are the following. So number one, a great develop- development team. So basically, who are the people leading the project? It's it's the same as if you're looking at a company. Who's the CEO? Who is the executive team, right? Who's running the operation? Who is making this thing work? If it's great people, one of the reasons I like Ethereum is because you know Vitalik Buterin is the head developer, and I think he is just a brilliant, brilliant guy. And then he also has a ton of other brilliant developers that he works with underneath him. And so when you have an awesome development team like that, then you know that they're going to make a lot of good decisions. And so you can trust that they're not going to do anything outlandish that would cause the currency to be worth a lot less. And then number two is a great community. 
uh, most of these products are open source or at least somewhat open source. Um, and not to mention, you just want good community and good reputation around a coin because if a coin has a bad reputation and a community that's very weak and people don't believe in it, the odds of that coin increasing in value is relatively low. And especially if it has a weak uh, developer community as far as the open source go, then not a whole lot of development is going to be getting done on that coin if it's weak. But if it has a great one, then most of these major coins have great communities and so that's the reason why they go up now the third one is a solid foundational technology behind it something unique something useful that's not just a copycat or something that's that actually has some type of use in the real world and not just a white paper or theory if you don't know what a white paper is it's essentially like a a business plan or thesis that kind of explains what the coin is meant to do and there's a lot of coins out there i'm not going to mention any names i don't want to you know throw shade on any on any coins but there's a lot of coins that either have ripped off other white papers and copied and pasted literally uh or just have a really nice theory or thesis for their uh plan but haven't really executed it on it at all and haven't done much and actually built a technology i personally like investing in in things that already have some sort of technology but just the the world hasn't realized how valuable that tech is yet now if you want to invest in something where there's not a lot of development yet but the idea sounds awesome then you can but that's you're taking more of a risk because that technology isn't proven yet and they haven't even necessarily proven that they can implement the technology yet if that makes sense and then the other thing, there's more factors, and like I said, I'll have a whole episode talking about my uh, ranking system for coins, but the final factor, which is obviously uh, very important, is the price or value versus the ceiling. So what is this coin valued at right now versus what does it have the potential to go to? So if it has the potential to 100x and it has an awesome dev team, a great community, and, and real tech behind it, then you need to be buying that coin right now. But if it's, a, has a, if it's already made a huge run up and you think it could go up another maybe 30, 40, 50%, but more than that, it would be very difficult, then that's when you have to decide, okay, is this return worth it versus the risk of it going down? So it's very much deciding how undervalued is this technology is this coin essentially that's what you have to figure out for yourself and again those are just a few of the things and there are more uh on that list that i have but i just don't want to go into the whole thing but be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you're not already uh because i will have a whole podcast either later this week or next week talking about my entire system for evaluating coins and how i find which ones to invest in so once you decide how much to invest, decide on the number of coins that you're buying into, and then decide obviously which ones you're buying into, then comes the most difficult part of all, and that is weathering the storm. Being patient, thinking long term, and not having weak hands or selling in a panic. If you avoid all of these things that unwise investors do, then you will get huge returns buy low sell high it's a super simple saying but it is so difficult to master and that's why so few people do it we all know that patience and long-term thinking win in the end and that holding and buying in panics 
or I'm sorry, holding through panics and buying even more in panics brings huge returns long term. Most people know this. It's kind of common sense, really. Of course, this is only if you're picking the right coins, which is crucially important. You don't want to be buying these coins that are really worthless. But really, most of us know these things already. We just don't do it. And so most people don't follow these simple guidelines, even though they know they're true. And so I'm going to tell you a little saying that I have to remind myself of sometimes that I really like that I think is helpful. And it's, it basically goes, a wise man is one who can take his own advice. And what I mean by that is, I, and I don't know who originally said that. I, I Googled it and I could not find like an original person. So whatever, call it Abraham Lincoln like every other quote on the internet, right? But what it means is basically follow your gut somewhat. You know, if something sounds too good to be true, and again, I'm not going to go naming names. You, if you're in the crypto community, you know some of these Ponzi schemes and some of these ridiculous uh, valuations that are basically just a white paper, you know, thesis that's worth a billion dollars. That's ridiculous. So if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is in all reality and so you have to know that if you're if you're truly invested if you're truly believing I, I use ethereum a lot just because it's a major coin and a lot of people believe in it and i believe in it too so if you really believe in ethereum then hold ethereum through the dips and buy in the dips i mean it's pretty simple because you will make money long term if you truly believe that ethereum is worth what you decided when you first invested in it it's 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 not i shouldn't say it's not hard it's very hard but it's not uh difficult to understand it's just being able to be patient and think long term that's the ultimate strategy the ultimate principle that will get you huge returns in the long run don't worry about getting rich tomorrow because the real secret is that buying the coins that you think are worth a lot could actually get you rich tomorrow. Ethereum could, I mean, just, I bought Ethereum a few months ago and Ethereum has quadrupled in price in just a couple months. I mean, these things happen. And I'm just, again, I use Ethereum as just an example because everyone knows it, but I'm t I invest in other coins as well, smaller coins. So find the ones that you really believe in and stick to them. You know, stick to them, weather the storm. That's the most important thing. If you really believe in it, you really believe in the technology and the team behind it, then they will succeed in the end. It, of course, with right judgment. You don't want to be going after these you know, what, what people call them, shill coins and all that. It's time for the news. All right, time for everyone's favorite part of this show. Let's get into the news. So today, Nassim Taleb, or actually yesterday, I'm sorry, uh, who I've talked about in the past is someone who I've learned a lot from from his books, uh, like The Black Swan, Full by Randomness, Anti-Fragile, um, he came out and gave his opinion on crypto in Bitcoin more specifically. And just for those of you who don't know, as a reminder, who this person is, uh, he is someone who's managed hundreds of millions of dollars in his own funds and has made millions himself investing. And he's kind of uh, created his own little, I guess you could say, following slash thesis on investing that a lot of... Um, big-time hedge fund managers and mutual fund managers listen to uh, very closely because he has a lot of smart opinions. And basically, he came out supporting it and made a point, which I'm going to read to you in a second, that I thought pretty perfectly summed up the crypto space as it relates to governments and central banks. 
and this is the exact quote. I'll link. It was a Medium article. Um, it's it was like it's like a three minute read, so I'll link it in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. But the uh, final little sentence that he said, I thought summed it up perfectly, and it goes: Bitcoin's mere existence is an insurance policy that will remind governments that the last object establishment could control, the currency, is no longer their monopoly. This gives us, the crowd, an insurance policy against an Orwellian future. He's an author, so of course he likes to write very elegantly, but if you didn't catch exactly what he's saying, he's basically saying this. Bitcoin is a message to governments that they don't control the people, and the last thing that they had left to control, the money supply, is now being controlled by the people as well. So governments aren't going to be able to oppress the people no matter how badly they want to. And I'm not saying all governments do, but it removes it as an option. And he said Bitcoin because uh, that's the mainstream one that pretty much everyone knows. But he said before in the article, even if it's not Bitcoin that ends up being ends up succeeding, he said another cryptocurrency will, and it's basically inevitable. So he's saying that the success of cryptocurrencies is inevitable, and this is coming from a guy who many, many, many uh, great investors look up to. So that is pretty promising. And in other news, Telegram, a messaging platform that if you're deep into crypto like myself, you know about it. Um, it's basically a company that I've been advocating for a while. I've been telling people about it. I think it's a really awesome messaging platform, uh, completely encrypted so no one can read your messages, um, but they don't disappear like on Snapchat or other places. Um, they are rumored, okay, rumored, let me say this again, to have an ICO soon, uh, initial coin offering where they're going to create their own coin instead of having to sell a large uh, instead of having to sell their company to a large corporation or just going public and selling their shares they're going to create a coin instead and this coin or at least it's estimated that the market cap will be roughly 3.8 billion dollars if they do it again just a rumor it has not been confirmed by telegram themselves but it seems pretty likely at this point um this platform has hundreds of millions of users and it's growing very, very fast. But it's really cool to see companies like this be able to not have to go public and sell their shares on the public market and have to deal with uh, SEC regulations and such while also not having to sell to some large corporation. So they're basically being able to stay private while also raise money from the public so that the public can invest in innovative tech companies. And I definitely wouldn't be surprised if a lot of other uh, tech startups started doing this as well. And finally, the last story of the day, Bitcoin is getting closer to lower, getting closer to getting low fees. Um, with developments like SegWit and Lightning Network, which takes transactions off-chain to verify them rather than verifying them on the blockchain, uh, this allows for lower fees. And Lightning Network can lower Bitcoin fees to roughly one US dollar versus them being twenty to thirty dollars right now. Um, and there are arguments against them though. Uh, for SegWit, transactions can actually be slower, you know, take longer to process, and for both people argue that you are removing the or it's not really an argument it's it's true you're removing removing some of the decentralization by taking transactions off the blockchain um 
and people who argue that there's security risks as well because you're not actually doing these transactions on the blockchain. So it's a bit of a debate that is going on right now in the crypto community as to which is best, higher fees but pure decentralization or centralizing more and having faster transactions and lower fees. If you didn't understand what all that meant, uh, basically it's a little complicated, but essentially lower fees and more transactions per second often means more centralization, which goes against the original point of Bitcoin. So that's the debate. Do we have a little more centralization to allow for more transactions per second and lower fees? Or do we keep with this pure decentralized network? No one can control it at all and there's no security holes, but you know, you're paying $30 fees. So you can't use it on a day-to-day -day basis. You have to, you can only use it for, you know, larger purchases. You couldn't buy a $5 coffee if you're paying a $30 fee on top of that for Bitcoin. So there are trade-offs and, and the debate rages on as developers try to create a compromise. Anyways, that's it for today, guys. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on instagram and on youtube so if you are not already following us or subscribe on instagram and youtube then go to the show notes click those links and follow us there we are posting content daily so be sure to check it out anyways guys thank you for listening and i will see you next time